That's a game two win for the Mariners as Jared Kelnick and J.P. Crawford do the heavy lifting for the offense. And Luis Castillo provides seven innings of two-run ball. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. This is Tidding Gonzalez and Colby Pandod for the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today over at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts. If you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform, if you like what you hear, and if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you after a big Mariners win. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode. 7-2, to the final score from the Oakland Coliseum. Mariners secure their second series victory just their second series victory in the month of september and more importantly they are just a half game back of first place in the al west with another astros loss to the baltimore orioles tonight no help on the blue jays and rangers fronts unfortunately but colby it's another good night for the mariners overall they take care of business once again just as they need to against a very bad oakland athletics ball club uh your thoughts on the game uh, you know, overall pretty solid night, uh, all around offense got off to a pretty slow start against a pitcher. They really should handle, um, you know, they were able to work counts. They had a couple long innings, but you know, there's two runs again in five innings against Blackburn. That's, that's not an acceptable outcome, but, uh, you know, Jared, a couple RBI singles. Good to see neither one of them hit particularly hard. They were both mistake pitches that he still jammed himself on, but you know, at the end of the day, RBI singles are RBI singles. So. Uh, you know, two nothing uh, early, and then they kind of have the big breakout inning, which we know is kind of the Mariners' mo. They're going to get, you know, two, three opportunity, good opportunities to score, and they need to take advantage of them. And uh, they did. They had their big inning, and we know when they get their big inning, they're pretty tough to beat. Uh, so yeah, you know, overall, offense was solid. It was it was a big JP night, uh, particularly late in the game. Big big double to kind of you know break break the uh, floodgates open. And then the home run in the ninth to kind of cap it. Uh, you know, Teoscar had another good night at the plate. Jared had a couple hits. Uh, it was it was good to see. You know, it was different guys from last night. Uh, Gino <laughs> went right back, and he was one for five with three strikeouts and some really bad ones. Uh, Ty France had some awful at-bats. Julio had some awful at-bats. I, I've never seen a guy chase a pitch that was literally a foot off the outside corner, but Julio did. Um and yeah, you know, he's in a bit of a, he's a bit, bit of a mini slump right now. I think that's fair to say it has not been a last, it has not been a good three games uh, for Julio overall, but sure. you know, other guys stepping up, picking him up last night. It was the bottom of the order today. Um, it was bottom of the order a little bit, you know, Haggerty uh, came into the game and he, you know, he made his presence felt uh, JP did his job. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was the JP show it was, you know, Tay Oscar and, and Jared and, enough contributions from everybody else seven runs is seven runs regardless of how you get them and if you score seven you're going to win most of these games so you know cal couple uh, two three strikeouts tonight he didn't look great but 
you got enough offense. Uh, you only need three or four guys in your lineup to, to, you know, kind of string it together and you can produce some serious numbers. So uh, overall it was a, a clean game offensively. Pitching was, it was good. I wouldn't say it was great again. I think it falls short of great. Uh, and the defense was uh, really good. So uh, just a good, clean baseball game. Uh, not a ton of egregious mistakes, some questionable decisions. Stop with the contact play for the love of God. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think overall it was, it was a good game. Solid, solid effort. Um, you know, it. I, I'm not saying I'm not going to say they're back because of the last two games, but uh, you know, if they they've done what they needed to do against a really bad Oakland team, uh, they played from ahead the entire time, never really given Oakland much of a chance to get back into these games. And that's what you have to do. So just good, solid, clean baseball. And, and Mariners have a couple five run victories. Uh, they need to finish it off tomorrow. Uh, the sweep is, is critically important here. So mm-hmm. they need George to have his first really good outing in about a month. Uh, so hopefully he can do that and the Mariners can head into their last off day of the year, uh, riding a little bit of momentum before they essentially start their playoffs on Friday. So hopefully they can get that done. George Kirby versus Joey Estes, who will be making his major league debut for the A's tomorrow. And we'll be doing a post game show after that win or lose. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, like you mentioned, JP Crawford, really nice night for him. Two for five at the plate. Uh, he had four hard hit balls. Uh, a double, which, like you mentioned, kind of broke the the floodgates open here for the Mariners in their big uh, seventh inning, four-run seventh inning. And then he added even more insurance in the top of the ninth with a mammoth bomb, his 16th home run of the season for JP. Uh, Jared Kelnick, have a night. I mean, yeah, he didn't have any hard-hit balls, but the uh, two RBIs, or the first two RBI for the uh, for the Mariners, they really needed that. That really, you know, set the tone for the game. And then uh, he really set the tone for the uh, defensive uh, portion of the game for the Mariners as well. Uh, stellar defensive performance from the Mariners across the board. Jared made a really nice catch, making use of the big foul territory in Oakland. Nice running grab near the uh, the Oakland bullpen. Um, and then after that, shortly after that, Cal Raleigh catches two stolen base attempts. I think he has seven in the last week or something like that. He is playing out of his mind from behind the dish. Uh, he was able to get Esturi Ruiz, who is a tough, tough get on the base pass. He has something like 63 stolen bases this season. He got him with an amazing throw. And then a couple of batters later, Tony Kemp tries and tests uh, Cal's arm and uh, Josh Rojas. That was really that was mostly Josh Rojas on that one. Makes a leaping grab on the uh, Cal throw and is able to tag uh, Tony Kemp through his wickets. It was a pretty pretty nice play. JP Crawford also made a nice play going to his right to make a throw and get Esturi Ruiz out on a ground out at first base by a few steps as well, which is, uh, again, Ruiz can really, really jet. Uh, and uh, to, to be able to do that on that kind of, on that kind of play was uh, pretty, pretty impressive. So a really, really nice night for the Mariners defense. Uh, it's a solid night for the Mariners offense. I mean, you score seven. Yeah, they left some opportunities out there, but still you scored seven against this A's team, and it never really felt, especially from the seventh inning onward, that this uh, that this game was in jeopardy. So you did what you needed to do. 
And, uh, you know, Luis Castillo was not necessarily dominant again, but uh, he gave you enough. He gave you seven innings of two-run ball. We're going to be talking about him some more in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mayor's postgame show is brought to you by LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges, however, with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this deep sales, and we built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That is linkedin.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get started. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 7-2 victory over the Oakland Athletics. You can catch the final game of this three-game series as the Mariners go for the sweep tomorrow afternoon on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. And be sure to join us after the game for the Locked On Mariners postgame show. So, Luis Castillo goes seven innings, two-run ball, five hits, eight strikeouts, three walks. It's not great. His command is still a little bit all over the place, especially with his secondary. Still a good fastball, but this is still not the dominant Luis Castillo that I keep on waiting for. And I thought this would be a good opportunity for him to get back to that point. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, seven innings, just two run ball. Doesn't matter the opponent. That's good. That's really good. But it's still, he's not just shredding through offenses like you would hope he would. Uh, and now you're going into your gauntlet where you're really going to need him. And I just, I don't know if he's, if he doesn't necessarily have the best command, is he going to be able to survive against a team like the Astros, like a team like the Rangers? What do you think? Yeah. Um, basically, we're waiting for uh, Toronto playoff game, Luis Castillo to show yeah. up. We haven't seen that guy. In a while we've seen glimpses of him um and again it's not like he's pitching poorly the numbers over his last three starts are totally good and yeah um but you know that's what that's why we talk about not box score scouting particularly pitching um because you do watch these and there's a lot of three ball counts and there's a lot of walks and there's a lot of bad misses um and his stuff is just you know playing up and out of its mind and um and that's kind of why he's been able to survive can he do that against houston can he do that against um, Texas? Like, I don't know, but those are two games you probably really need to win. So Castillo is going to have to uh, have to find a little something here. But again, overall tonight, really solid night. Very fastball heavy uh, game plan, just like yesterday's game. I imagine Kirby will have a very similar game plan tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of fastballs. Uh, but yeah, it was 47% uh, four-seamer, 20% two-seamer. Uh, did have, you know, 32% whiff rate on the four-seamer. That's a pretty good number for a four-seam fastball. Uh, the big swing and miss pitch today was the slider. Uh, 56% mm-hmm. whiff rate on that pitch. Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, it was you know, get ahead with the fastball, bury him with the slider. 
mixed in the changeup some didn't quite have the command you need of that pitch that's going to be a big pitch for Castillo when he's facing Corey Seager when he's facing Nathaniel Lowe when he's facing Jordan when he's facing Kyle Tucker like he's going to need to find yeah. that pitch or he's going to have to sharpen up the slider a little bit um, but overall really solid night for Castillo you know not great not dominant uh, better lineup probably tags him for a couple runs more uh, mm-hmm. but you know, again, solid night, uh, was able to pitch around quite a bit of traffic early in the first and again in the third and I think the fifth or the fourth, uh, there was, there was some traffic, there was some legitimate traffic and, uh, obviously, you know, Cal helped bail him out, uh, on the one inning where he gave up multiple hits before the seventh. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, overall solid night for Castillo. I would stop well short of calling it an incredible night from Castillo or a great night for him. Uh, you know, it's funny. They were talking on the post game show about, uh, you know, Castillo, like he's probably not going to win the Cy Young. And one of the reasons that Kruger pointed to is that there was an East coast bias. And uh, I was like, I'm like, we really think Luis Castillo deserves to win the Cy Young. Like, or is that people arguing that? Cause I, I don't see that at all. I, I love uh, Luis, but Garrett Cole's been better. He's been better. So is Gossman. Like, yeah, I, just, I mean, Luis has a has a pretty big edge on on Gossman statistically, and uh, in, in a quite a few categories. But uh, yeah, Garrett Cole is the Cy Young to me. I think it's pretty clear. I think Castillo. I don't even know if Castillo is going to get to four wins um, at F four. Like he's he's had his struggles, and he's had a couple really bad blow up starts. So this is the one time where I'm, I'm more than willing to uh, blow, you know, to to sound the horn on East Coast bias and all that stuff. But yeah. I don't think Castillo has been like a, a legit Cy Young. Like it feels kind of like when Robbie Ray won his Cy Young, where it's just like, I mean, he had a good year, but mm, like probably not the best case. So, uh, yeah, Castillo has been really good. Uh, you know, if you do make the playoffs and you do happen to have a chance to line up your rotation, which it doesn't sound like you're going to, unless you win the division. Uh, Castillo's probably getting the ball game one, but you know, he hasn't been dominant this year. He's just been very good. And you know, mm-hmm. for the most part, that's all you need because typically George Kirby's going to be very good after him. Logan Gilbert's going to be very good after him. So uh, I would, I, I don't think that he's had an incredible year and in, in all that. I think he's had a very good year. He's been exactly what you needed him to be. He's been, uh, really good for long stretches of the year. He's still, even when he's not pitching all that well, he's still found a way to give you five or six every single time out. Um, he's had a couple of dominant performances early and then, you know, a few sprinkled in here in the middle of the year. Like Castillo has been very good this year. Mm. I would stop well short of calling him a, a legitimate Cy Young contender. I just, I don't see it. I, I mean, I think he is just because of, there hasn't really been a lot of great pitching at the high end in the American League. There's Cole, there's Gossman, there's Eflin, and then I think Castillo's right there. I think George Kirby, even with how shaky the last month has been for him, is is right in that range as well. Still, uh, just there hasn't been a lot of uh, there hasn't really been anyone in the American League that has pulled away too much. I, I think Cole is still definitively that guy especially when looking at it within the spirit of how that award is voted. But I think Castillo might end up being third still because of the, uh, because of the numbers. Uh, and speak of the numbers, uh, he threw his 200 st- uh, strikeout tonight. I be- 
believe they said on the on the broadcast that he is now the eighth uh, Mariners starting pitcher with a 200 strikeout season. So congratulations to Luis Castillo on that front. Uh, but a great example of what you were saying earlier of how the stuff is playing up so much still is the slider, right? He's still, you know, you look at the numbers, the numbers on the slider are really good, but he had some bad misses with that pitch. He's still, the the command is still just not there on that pitch. Uh, and that's really going to be the key for him because, look, he has a great fastball. I'm not, you know, I'm not denying that. But even with a great fastball, how much can you live off of that, especially against an elite offense like the Texas Rangers, who he's going to have to pitch very well against in order for the Mariners to get to where they want to go. Uh, how is he going to be able to to survive off of that against the Houston Astros? These are just the things that continue to creep through my mind when I watch him pitch right now. I'm a little concerned about that. I'm still just waiting for, again, like you mentioned, that Toronto game one of the wild card, Luis Castillo. Where is that guy? I want to see him absolutely just shred through a lineup, through a good lineup. Uh, so hopefully that comes soon because the Mariners are absolutely going to need that. Uh, so we're going to talk about the Astros and the Rangers and the Blue Jays, what went on with them tonight in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners postgame show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution for that. Just fill out our online form and one of our board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then they will send your prescriptions to one of our partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 7-2 victory over the Oakland Athletics. You can catch the final game of the series as the Mariners go for a sweep tomorrow afternoon on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. And again, after the game, catch us here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show as we hopefully discuss a Mariners sweep, a much-needed Mariners sweep. Uh, real quick, just going back to the Cy Young conversation, uh, I also forgot to mention you, know, Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, the two guys mm-hmm. in Minnesota. There's a lot of competition there, uh, but again, I just I, I feel like no one's really pulled away uh, in that race. So, yeah, I could see you know Castillo being top three, top five, but I, I just sure. in terms of him actually winning, I, I don't I don't know about that one. I feel more strongly about Julio should be the MVP case than I do Luis should be the Cy Young award winner, but yeah, whatever. We both know that neither of those are going to happen. So neither of those things are going to happen. Uh, no. Maybe a couple, but you know, of, maybe a couple of gold gloves though for the uh, for the yeah. Mariners, mm-hmm. yeah, which we'll we'll talk about later on. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Hopefully late October. Yeah. yeah. Or even yeah. November. November yeah, yeah. would be great. Ideal. Yeah. yeah. I would love um, to not be forced into talking about that on October yeah. 2nd. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hey, you know what did happen tonight, Ty? What's that, Colby? The Modesto Nuts are your Cal League champions. Oh, uh, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Congratulations. Go Nuts. Go nuts. Sure. Go sure. Nuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They listen to they won. I, I want to pull this up to be 100% sure. But I'm pretty confident I read a tweet 
that said that uh, the Modesto Nuts won. Let me see if I can just find it real fast. Just an inc- just an incredible like run. Uh, they had five teenagers in their starting lineup tonight. Wow! Wow! Uh, one of the they would have had six. They missed six by uh, <laughs> uh, they have a twenty year old in their lineup, so they would have had six, mm. six uh, teenagers in that lineup. Uh, so yeah, they, they won twenty one of their last twenty seven to get into yep. the playoffs. They yeah. were nine games out on August third yeah. uh, of making the playoffs. They went on this incredible run. And I want to say they won something like 40 of their last 49 overall. <laughs> they swept through the playoffs. They went 4-0 in the playoffs, didn't drop a game. Um, Tatum Levins had a huge series. Colt Emerson had a huge series. Yep. Uh, you know, Farmello helped out a lot. Ty Pete helped out a lot. Laz, yep. uh, you know, kind of uh, carried him in a game or two. Like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was quite a run for the Modesto Nuts. Uh, and you know, they're not the only team that has a chance to win a championship in the Mariners organization. Mm-hmm. The Mariners have an outside shot. Yeah. There you uh, go. Arkansas is in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Tacoma, I think is a game out right now. And I'm pretty sure Everett, uh, well, Everett got bounced, uh, pretty sure. Mm. So yeah. Uh, good, good night down on the farm. Uh, and yeah, the Modesto nuts go nuts. Congratulations, Cal League to champions. The, mm. congratulations to the Modesto Nuts. Yeah, 21 of 27. That's uh that's wild. That's <laughs> the uh that's the Colt Emerson, Ty Pete, Johnny Farmello stimulus pack right there. Uh, also Aiden Smith is on that team. Or did Aiden Smith go yep, all the way to yep. high A? Yeah, no, no Aiden, Aiden Smith is Smith's on that on team. team. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, uh correction here. Modesto wasn't quite as good as I thought. They only went 38 and nine over their last 47 games. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't think that includes the playoffs either. So uh, 42 gotcha. and nine in their last 51 games, the Modesto nuts, you know, That's insane. it'd be nice if the mayors could do a little bit of that themselves. Right. Like, yep. Maybe and hey, congratulations off. to friend of the show, Darren Bowen as well on his championship. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Enjoy, boys. Congratulations. All right. So, uh, scoreboard watching. Let's talk about it a little bit here. Uh, the Rangers and the Blue Jays, unfortunately, won. Uh, the Blue Jays beat the brakes off of the uh, the Yankees tonight. Uh, the Rangers actually got a decent night out of their bullpen uh, and were able to beat the Red Sox 6-4. to four. It got a little dicey there where they were going back and forth, uh, but they were able to get enough offense. Nathan Avaldi still did not look great. He gave up three over five innings pitch. Uh, that's still a little bit of an issue there for, for Texas. Uh, but they win. And so like the Mariners, they are a half game back of the Houston Astros uh, for first place in the American League West. Um, the Astros lost again to the Baltimore Orioles, 9-5. to five. Their bullpen is also really struggling. The AOS bullpens have been a, a problem in the month of September, um, you know, a little bit longer than that for, for Texas specifically. Uh, but yeah, man, it's the, the mid off continues. The, the Astros don't want to win the division. The, the Rangers don't want to win the division. The Mariners don't want to win the division. No one wants to win the division right now. It seems, uh, we just keep on going back and forth, back and forth. And so, uh, I, (laughs) It was hard to to be hopeful about the division, even just a, you know a few days ago. But here we are, <laughs> and you know the Mariners. I mean, depending on what happens this weekend against the Rangers, the Mariners might have a chance to go into that Astros series starting Monday uh, to 
get into first place in the American League West to actually be fighting for first place in the American League West. That might be a deciding series in the division race. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the Mariners still have quite a few avenues here to make it, in theory. Um, and the road is going to get tougher for the Blue Jays. They are still going to play the Rays twice before the season is over. Uh, so it's not like anyone really has an easy path here. I, I would think that the Astros of the four teams we're talking about here, and that includes Mariners, that the Astros have the easiest easiest path because they're facing the Royals over the weekend. They're facing the Diamondbacks in the season, but the Royals have been incredibly annoying. They just took two or three from Houston down in Kansas City, and the Diamondbacks are going to be fighting for their playoff lives. And I know Paul Seawald is going to want to help out Seattle a little bit in that series as well. So I have no idea how this is going to play out, but this is crazy. The, the, the AOS is uh, kind of a joke right now because like none of these teams are pulling away. They're all below 500 in the month of September. It's bad right now. What do you think about all of it, Colby? I'm still upset that the Mariners didn't. The Mariners had a shot with just a good September to basically have this thing clinched already. They they should be in a spot where if they win in those last ten games, if they win four, like they win the division. Like that's the that's the yeah. situation they should be in. They're not because they messed around and now they're finding out. Um, but we're not. It's not hyperbole at all. By the way, when Ty and I say that, like the playoffs start on Friday. Yeah. Uh, because if you get swept in Texas, your season is over uh like let's just just call it what it is because at that point hopefully fingers crossed you win tomorrow texas loses tomorrow and you go into texas with a half game lead if you get swept you've lost the tiebreaker and now you're two and a half back with seven to go it's over so yeah we're not joking when we say that you know that the playoffs start on friday i think if you lose five games you're out if you go five and five you're out um, and that's only if you win tomorrow, like you have to win tomorrow. That's how critical that is. Um, it is the most important game of the season by far. You have to win it tomorrow. And if you don't, then I think you got to go like seven and three in these last 10 to have a shot to win the division. Um, Toronto game and a half lead, I think right now. Uh, so it's not easy to fumble to uh, essentially. I mean, because the Mariners are going to have the tiebreaker on them, it's only really half a game or a game um however you want to look at it but still that that's not an easy thing to fumble so we're down to the stretch where two games in a week is a lot you have to yeah. be within a game and uh you know and kind of terrifying if you go into texas uh if you go into that final game of texas you don't want to be in a position where you have to win three out of four to get into the playoffs which might be the position you're in depending on how, on how you play over the next eight so or in the next seven, it it's, it's dicey, man. The playoffs are here. Like they have arrived. Um, you know, not every game is must win, but obviously if you run the table, you're getting in, you know, so that, that should be the goal, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's going to be stressful. The Mariners had a chance to build themselves a nice little buffer, not only in the division lead, but also in the wild card. They had a shot to put themselves in a position where even if they struggled over these last 10 games, they still had a good chance to win the last wild card. That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It really feels like this Texas or Seattle is going to get that last spot and it's going to come down to whoever wins. And remember, Seattle has to beat the Rangers record 
they have to beat them unless they go what five and two i think is the only way mm. no they have to go six and one uh to to win that tiebreaker so you have to finish ahead of the rangers and if you go six and one against the rangers you're you're gonna be in no matter what if you go if you go five and two yeah. against them it's yeah yeah you're probably, probably getting doesn't. in yeah. um but yeah, the, again, it is not hyperbole. We are not joking when we no. say the playoffs start on Friday. And honestly, really, tomorrow. They start tomorrow. And, and they, in all honesty, they started on Monday. Like, it is so critical. I think if you go six and four, hypothetically, if you win tomorrow, you have to go at least six and four to give yourself a shot. So you can get swept by Texas, I guess. But you feel good about going six and one in the last week of the year to give yourself even a shot? No. These are critical, critical games, and it's right. just annoying that the Mariners just basically took their safety parachute and just lit it on fire and threw it out of the plane uh, b- before they jumped. Like, right. so the Mariners are gonna have to play really well. Uh, these are gonna be very like, I, both teams they're not they're not you know unsure about where they stand. They know how important these games are. You're pulling out of the stops. Both teams are gonna be coming off of an off day. Texas is going to have the home field advantage. You have to pitch well. You have to play good defense. You can't do anything stupid. When you get the bases loaded and one out or no outs and J.P. Crawford, Julio, and and Cal or Teoscar up, you need to produce runs, not run, runs, plural. The playoffs are here. They have arrived. And it's unfortunate that you put yourself in a position like that, but you did, and that's the reality. And at the end of the day, if you go 7-3, and three, you got a real good shot. If you go 6-4, and four, pretty good shot five and five uh, if you if you if you lose uh five games i think you're out so like the stakes mm-hmm. could not be higher 500 sure. mi- middling baseball is not going to be enough um you know unless you're counting on houston to get swept by the royals which maybe i mean who knows but we'll see they're here man we'll the see. playoffs are here we'll see. apparently apparently uh yeah so you know we'll talk more about it on thursday uh because we're not doing a show on friday but we'll talk about it on thursday we'll get you ready for the rangers mariners series and the big storyline heading into that series outside of you know everything that it means right is bryce miller and brian Wu are making starts in that series you need those guys to do something they haven't really done much this season uh you're going to rely heavily on a couple of young guys to basically salvage your season here because again yeah if you have a bad series in texas mathematically you're not done but it puts you at a severe disadvantage heading into the final two series uh, of the season and asks of you to do something that is going to be very difficult to accomplish we'll just say that we'll and we'll just leave it at that but again we'll we'll go over that uh, and more on Thursday's show. Uh, but for now, we'll keep our uh, keep our focus here on this Oakland series. The Mariners need to uh, get this win tomorrow with George Kirby on the bump. They have a great advantage in the pitching matchup. Uh, need to take uh, full advantage of that and uh, get out of Oakland with a sweep and finish their season series against the Oakland Athletics 12-1. and They are an 11-1 after tonight's win against the A's, which have uh, been a massive help to their overall record this season. So thank you, Oakland Athletics, for uh, for that, for the uh, for the assist on that front. And uh, go Orioles, go Yankees, which is gross to say, and uh, go Red Sox. Gonna need, uh, gonna need your help. And if the Red Sox win tomorrow, they beat the Rangers and win a series against the Rangers and the Mariners win tomorrow, 
Mariners will have a game lead on the Rangers, but uh, again, yeah. with the no, it's a game because they're tied right now. So if the Rangers oh, yeah, lose yeah, tomorrow, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Going to be a fun day of baseball tomorrow, hopefully. And then uh, be sure to catch us on the Locked On Mariners postgame show after the game. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Again, you can catch the Mariners and the A's tomorrow for the series finale on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast. Sirius XM via the SXM app. Have yourself a beautiful baseball evening, and we'll see you next time. Peace.